Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. It is so good to hear you say that. <laughs> it's been forever. <laughs> I know, and soon to be one of the last times I get to say that. I know, which is also equally cool. I know. We'll so get to all that. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I feel, if this feels right. <laughs> it feels nice to be back. Yeah. Before we uh, got on the air, Nikki had the baby and had a camera at the weird angle. She's like, you like the angle? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, there's a baby on my boob. Literally. This is all I am right now is a dairy cow. And we're starting like literally five minutes to the recording. And it's one of the first times that I've, I was home alone. Matt like went and took the dogs out real quick. And the, the baby just started wailing. And he only cries when he's hungry. So I was like, God. Well, I might as well just, you know, put the kid on my nipple and uh, tilt the camera up. And uh, there's no realer real than this podcast. So here we are. (laughs) All right. So I'm calling it right now, Nikki. I've recorded 10, maybe 12 episodes without you. We're a minute and a half in and I've got the first curse word in 12 episodes. So thank you for for breaking us back in. Thank you. I specifically didn't say the F word, though. I had to stop. (laughs) I had to consciously think about it. You said GD. That GD is considered a swear? Oh, my Lord. Is it? Yes. Oh yes. In the entirety of the South and my mom, they just all cringe when they hear it. That's the biggest word of all. No, I yes. specifically didn't say the F word just now and switched <laughs> it to GD because I was like, oh. well, John's not going to want to bleep this. I, I love the fact you think you cleaned it up. That's the best part. <laughs> I'm being so real. I mean. like I, clean, I cleaned it up by only taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh, totally it right, up for you. right. Yeah. My people don't really go there with that, but yeah, <laughs> it's true. That, that's a thing. I'll thankfully totally it's the beginning of the episode. Thing. I'll bleep it out and everyone will now know what you said, but they didn't have to hear it. So it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm glad we explained it. It'll be totally, it'll be totally fine. How's the baby doing? <laughs> so the baby's great. Um, he's, he's awesome. And I, I will have to say like a big everyone who's who's been a parent who has given me like every cliche or was like, you're going to love it. You're going to wish you did it sooner. Like say goodbye to sleep, like whatever, every single cliche, all y'all were right about every single thing and everything that I fought where I was like, no, I'm not going to be like that. No, I would never, you know, when people are like, you're not going to want to go back to work. You're not going to want to whatever travel away from the baby. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like this still me. Yeah. All y'all were right. Every single one of you can have an I told you so moment because uh, I've fallen into every uh, like like pitfall and uh, stereotype of parenting in the in this first two weeks. <laughs> it's true. Oh, well, then here's a question. I will see if you fell in this pitfall because uh, right before we hit record, Matt came in and got the baby and was like holding him. And I'm sitting there going, wow, I think Matt's sexier holding a baby. What do you mm-hmm. think? hundred percent times 1000. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible. And he weirdly told me that like, it's sexier for him that I'm like a big fat milk cow now just <laughs> because it's gross. Right. Like, you know, the first couple of weeks I'm like sleeping in adult diapers. My, my tots are out 24 seven. Like I'm still trying, I haven't shaved my legs in three weeks. Like I'm still trying to figure out how to just even be a mom, which is a weird thing to even say out loud. 
Um, and it's nice when your partner is like, no, like you might feel gross or you haven't showered in three or four days. Uh, but to me, you're sexier than ever because you're, you know, making an effort and your body is keeping our kid alive and just like cool things are happening. So it is, it's a shift in perspective, um, but it's been really wonderful. Maybe you sure. just found us kink. Maybe that's what it is. You know, we talked about that when I was pregnant, right? Like there's like whole sections of fetish websites that are dedicated mm-hmm. to like lactating moms. And yeah. I don't think we're there yet, but he does keep joking. Cause I'm like, at some point, I think every guy like tries breast milk, right? Like somehow you have to like taste it. Right. Is that weird? Is that gross? Am I going into kinkland now? Maybe, maybe it's a little weird. I'm not going to okay. go there, but I mean, I don't think it's weird because I also was like, "What does this taste like?" I make it, whatever. Anyway, you might need to cut all this out <laughs> if it's too weird. Hey, look, but, I, um, I I like seeing young dads with young babies. I think there's nothing manlier and cooler, and just like, so it was yeah, cool, like seeing him hold his baby and you know, and you're like, "Do you need help?" He's like, "I got it." You know, like it was, yeah. it was it. Just we're like threw me out. back to when my girls were little. It's I'm a little jealous. I'm being honest. We're figuring it out, and I love I love like the floppy newborn, where they just like they want to just sleep on you, and like skin to skin is a thing. Like I, this is a really crazy period of time. It's a huge adjustment, but I definitely will miss this like teeny tiny. And he's little. He was born small. Oh, how what was how big was he? Where so was he? he- he was five eight when he was born. Yeah, they yeah small. They induced me uh, at thirty nine weeks because they knew he was little and they didn't know if that was a problem. Turned out to not be a problem at all. He was just a small baby. And had they left him in my belly, he probably would have been six or six and a half pounds by the time he came out. But um, yeah, he was five eight and then five four when we left the hospital because they lose a little and <laughs> rocketed back up to way above his birth weight in like four days. Good. Yeah. And now he's, uh, he's like six and a half pounds, if not a little heavier at this point. But when we first got home from the hospital, cause he was so little, we went and bought preemie clothes and they like, I knew, I knew they were only going to fit for like a week, but right. they still, they fit better for the first week yeah. we were home. I couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, look, you're going to do a lot of that stuff, especially with your first kid. You buy all kinds of stuff you don't really need, but you're like, mm-hmm. I gotta have this. I must have this one thing. And you'll find eventually you'll look back, you'll still have stuff in packages that you never opened for a while, but it's still worth it. You won't have any regrets. Yeah. No, I feel that. I definitely do. And he's, he's great. Like he really, he only cries when he's hungry. He's sleeping for two or three hour chunks at night. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I had a little bit of a rough go at it when we first got home. I will yeah. say that out loud. How so? Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, you're John, you're one of the first people and one of the few people to continuously check in on me, but you were one of the first people to be like, Hey, you know, shit might get real and real emotional and real difficult mentally. Um, and not a lot of other people flagged that for me. You were really one of the few and not a mom, which is so interesting to me. Hey, I'm, I'm a smart guy. What can I tell you? No. I've been through this two times. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so has everyone. But what was really interesting to me was when we first got home from the hospital, like I was really struggling with the postpartum hormonal roller coaster and I just had really bad um, postpartum anxiety generalized. I wasn't like, oh my God, is he breathing? Or, oh my God, you know, is he choking or whatever? Just, I would just find myself spiraling into panic attacks and 
it apparently is so incredibly common. And yet not a one person flagged this shit for me before we got into it. And so it really sideswiped me. Like it hit me like a, a Mack truck. It truly did. Um, and it took, for me, I'm lucky it's taken like two or three weeks and I'm doing everything I can. I got a really great postpartum therapist to like talk it out with. I started acupuncture, which say what you will, I think it's helping. And I'm, I'm really feeling like myself again and starting to feel better. But man, when you don't know that that's the kind of thing that, that you have a hormonal crash that you cannot control, you can't think your way out of it. You can't like, you know, just logic your way into feeling like yourself again. You just have to deal with what your body's going through. I didn't know that was a thing. And yet almost every single mom I've spoken to has been like, yeah, that happened to me. It cleared up after a few weeks, but yeah. And like the number of people I know who like have gone on antidepressants or have like sought out some sort of medical care for it is incredible for, for, for not having talked about it. I'm like, oh, so everyone did the shit. <laughs> no one ever really talked about it. They call it the baby blues, quote unquote, for two uh-huh. weeks. Cute, cute. It's not cute when I can't sleep until 4.45 in the morning because of just like, anxious to myself awake all night like not cute call it something else <laughs> that, look it's tough i've said it before i mean i remember um you know my ex-wife we, we had two kids and she went through it and you know looking back on it i wish i had had someone in my life to say hey look for this john because i'm not sure i was the best partner at the time like i didn't understand it you know i was young uh <laughs> with that in parentheses and i was you know 30 but you know still way younger than I am now. I wish I'd known then what I know now because mm-hmm. it's a real thing. And postpartum depression isn't, oh, it's just something you'll get over in the next few weeks. Like it goes on for a while. It's, yeah. you know, and that's what I would tell you. I would caution you. Like, I'm, you know, you're feeling better and that's awesome. But whatever you're doing that's working, keep doing it for a while. Yeah. If you don't think you need it, because for sure, it's like any for other sure. kind of depression. It just keeps coming back. You know? Yeah. It, it definitely can. And I think that there's something to be said about like, like women don't want to scare other women. They don't want to like, if you're pregnant, the last thing you want to do is be like, Oh, just wait till you get home with that baby. <laughs> right. But just to, just to hear that, that you're not alone in it. And that's why I really wanted to like, I knew I wanted to come on the show when we talked about, it, I knew I wanted to say something out loud because just for me, the best therapy has been like listening to other women who have overcome it and gone through it and like came out the other side. Cause when you're in it and you're not feeling like yourself, you instantly worry that like, this is just, you know, I would be like, Oh crap. Matt got came home with a newborn and a crazy ass wife sucks <laughs> to be him, right. you know, cause you don't feel like there's an end, but there, there is an end. And I'm, I'm personally lucky that I'm getting there sooner rather than later because some women takes them a really long time to get over it or even recognize it to begin with. So this is me saying out loud, like if you're feeling these things as a new mom, like you are a hundred percent not alone. You are one of all of us. (laughs) And you just got to do, like you said, John, you got to do whatever works for you to feel good and to stay good. Cause it could be a two or three week roller coaster. It could be the kind of thing that takes a little bit longer and you just got to keep, keep on, keep it on. How's Matt been handling it? Oh my God. Like he basically became a licensed therapist overnight. (laughs) I don't know how he like learned how to deal with me, but he had straight up had to take care of me for at least the first like 12, 13 days we were home. 
So like I would feed the baby every two hours. And the lucky for me, like I didn't have any element of real depression. It was just the anxiety that was, that was crushing me. But like the baby brings me joy. So like I'd feed the baby and I give him the baby and then the baby would cry and he'd give it back to me. And then I would cry <laughs> and the right. baby would cry and then I would cry. And it was a lot for him, but man, he's a champ really. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's tough on both partners that, you know, I, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, you've got, there's a dual issue here, I think for couples and you know, I'm no couples therapist and certainly not an expert on women. I'll throw <laughs> that out there. But, uh, you know, I would say that, you know, while women are dealing with postpartum depression, you've got a whole, you know, generations of men that have never been taught or understand how to deal with it. And I'd be lying if I said I knew how to deal with it, other than I just know what's out there. Um, you know, and the communication is obviously the key. It sounds like you guys are great at that. Yeah. Yeah. I was really lucky that I had that. And I have great support, like from friends and family too. So I'm in a, I'm in a very good spot. I've, I've for sure feel for women who are not and and couples in general, couples who are not, and who don't have support because you're right. It is a lot on both people. And I think part of the problem is that people hear the term postpartum depression and they think it's this one thing. Even I did when I was pregnant, you know, people would be like, watch out for PPD. And I'd be like, you got it. I'll keep an eye out. And if I get it, I'll get the treatment and I'll be all set. And it's like this, it's not like this one thing. Like, it's not like you got the clap now fix it. It's like, (laughs) it's like this huge spectrum of like, today I'm good tomorrow. I'm not this morning. I'm good, but tonight I might not be. And good might mean a, a million things to a million people. So is just, it's way more complicated than people make it seem. But again, I, I am sensitive to understanding that like maybe people don't say it out loud or talk about it as much because they don't want to freak you out either. That's the other thing. Cause as a pregnant woman, the last thing you want is like horror stories of right. terrible births and PPD and like all this other. So there's a, there's a balance. You know, it's interesting. You bring that up, Nikki, you know, I think people are scared to talk about things that are what you could describe as a mental illness or mental disease or whatever. I I was talking today um, to the new head of the CrossFit foundation who handles all the charities. And he said to me in our, uh, in our zoom call that um, he's like, Hey, do you know of any, you know, CrossFit centric charities that focus around like mental illness and, you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, I had a couple of ideas and he's like, why do you think there aren't many, you know, you know, why, why don't you have a bunch? Cause I could rattle off the three or four charity groups and your know, uh, cancer groups and that sort of thing. And it's the same thing. I think there's like a, you know, a stigma maybe yeah. or fear. And so I guess I would just say out loud, like if anyone listening knows of a group that's within CrossFit and you guys would like to get connected with the CrossFit foundation, shoot us a DM and we'll connect you. Cause I think this is a kind of an area that people are afraid to speak up. And the more we get people to talk, the more we can help people and CrossFit yeah. wants to help people. In yeah. Face. I love that. That's awesome. Really, really good point. And I know that there are some like pregnancy and postpartum CrossFit specific or CrossFit adjacent training programs that address it and have great communities of people and, you know, Facebook groups and stuff where people are talking about it. Um, the, the two that I know of are, um, the pregnant and postpartum athlete program, the Brianna battles program. And um, there's a really cool postpartum specific program called hatch athletic. Um, and I've been talking to the, the woman who started it and runs it. And she was one of the first people to re- reach out and be like, Hey, how are you feeling? 
because, uh, you know, she's been through it and she knew what to ask. And I was like, I've been honest with everyone who's asked, honestly, when people are like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, I was dealing with some really crushing postpartum anxiety, but I'm feeling better now. Um, and I think it's important, like you said, to just say it out loud because yeah. it's not, I wasn't going to be like, oh, we're perfect. <laughs> it's just not real life. Like it's not. And I think the realer we can be with one another, the more supportive we can be for one another too. Well, so now that Annie's gone from postpartum depression to being on the podium again, what do you have to do in your first year back? Man, I guess I got to like qualify for the games. The or bar something. is high. <laughs> can you imagine? I, um, I was I, thinking about you with all this though. Like, do you feel pressure there? Like, because I feel like there's undue pressure on people sometimes to bounce back quickly. Like I, I saw um, a post uh, of some woman, I forget her name, but it was on Instagram. And she's in a bathing suit and she's like, here's my body four weeks postpartum. And she looked like, you know, she's just, you know, the CrossFit or she's ripped, you yeah. know, and I'm sitting there going, good for you and no judgment. Like, great. Uh-huh. But I'm also sitting there going, man, do other women see that and feel, feel like, oh my God, if I don't bounce back like that, I'm a failure. Like, where, yeah. where's your mind with all that? It is so interesting that you asked that because I've been thinking a lot about that. It's part of why I didn't want kids for a really long time and neither did Matt. Like when we first got married, first got together, we did not want kids. Part of that has always been selfishly, I'll admit it. Like I didn't want to give my body away. Like I work really hard to be athletic and for it's really hard for me to not be tubby like genetically. (laughs) So like, I didn't, I was worried about gaining weight and having cankles forever and like all that stuff. Since having the baby, I have not given two shites about my body truly, because there's just like something else that's way more important. Um, And I never thought I would be like that. Every parent said I would, they were like, don't worry about it, you know, and you'll care eventually, but like, it's not going to be this kind of thing that you are really worried about. And they were right. And before I gave birth, I asked Matt, realistically, when do you think I'll be back to where I once was body composition-wise and performance-wise? And he said, give yourself a year. And I thought that was super reasonable. Since I got home, because I was in having such a hard time for the first week and a half, two weeks I was home, I lost 22 pounds oh, wow. in my first maybe 11 days home. I was appalled at myself because I wasn't, I was so anxious that I wasn't eating and I was just like not focusing on my own nutrition. And I thought to myself, like, this is not what I want. This is not what I wanted. I did not want to (laughs) waste away. (laughs) Um, And that, and that was part of what kind of helped me get back on track was like, no, 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 this can't, this isn't healthy. This isn't what I want. Um, But it, it has led to people very in the, in the best of their hearts being like, Oh my God, you look amazing. Right. You know, you look like you never had a baby. And I'm kind of like, I know you're coming from a place of love and you maybe just not woke enough to be like, it's really not cool to talk about how a woman's body looks regardless of where she's at in her pre or postpartum journey. Um, But it is kind of gotten to that point where people are like, wow, you really didn't even look like you had a baby two or three weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, because I starved myself for like a week and a half when I got home. I'm not happy about that. I'm really, this is not how I wanted to um, go about my own personal nutrition. So I think that we need to be more sensitive just as a culture, like you were asking, you know, what kind of pressures are there? Like we should stop even 
you know, putting that on each other or, or I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going. You kind of get where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, I get it. I look, I just think I always feel it's harder for women than men anyway. Like I, you know, I'm obviously connected socially a lot on, you know, social media a lot. And I feel like women have a harder time than men because there's always a comparison. There's some yeah. for men, some yeah. like I feel it every time Alex Smith posts a photo in his little tiny bathing suit and he's uh-huh. you know, like a Greek God. I'm like, all right, I couldn't, I could work out 12 hours a day for a year and never look like that, you know, yep. but, but it's not as common, you know, for men True. where it is yeah. for women. And so I always, I always feel bad. Like I feel like there's a big comparison game. And then as you see people, you know, moms coming through and there have been some amazing stories in the last year within CrossFit. I mean, we've interviewed, you know, Cara Saunders and Annie and, and Camille, you know, Camille and, yeah you know, several others. And, and, uh, you know, so I just worry about that. And just to say, don't compare yourself to them, you know? Yeah. I don't think you can. I think everyone's journey is so different. I think the milestones are the same and that's what makes us feel sane because <laughs> right. you're like, Oh, I've, I'm gone going through this. You're going through it too. Like, thank you for sharing your story. Cause it makes me feel more normal, but the timelines and the the everything else are just so different person to person. So I think you're right. I think I'm, I personally don't feel the pressure. Um, but I also am in this unique scenario where like, I kind of, I don't have much more quote unquote baby weight to lose at this point. Like I'm basically, I'm basically there. So I'm just looking forward to my, um, my six week clearance or whatever like whenever I can start being active again for real and not just doing like PT work and breath work I am excited because I'm much more interested in my performance I'm much more interested to try last year's open wads (laughs) you're gonna hate hate the first workout back you're gonna hate it so much I know it's gonna be so bad just scale scale like nobody's oh for sure for sure yeah i don't even know like what i can and can't do i might like follow a postpartum program for a while because i don't know if i can just jump right back into class when are you allowed to have alcohol again so i technically could right now but the baby eats holy cow probably because he was small and he has to like catch up that kid sometimes eats every 40 minutes right so like I could, I could have some booze if I wanted to, and it would be totally fine. But because he's not even really on a schedule where he eats every like three hours and I can metabolize some of it, I'm just kind of not right now. You're like Hunter, let me introduce you to the glories of White Claw. <laughs> I'm so ready. <laughs> if it mixes with formula, you could try that. Maybe. I could, I could. That's the other thing. And we don't even have enough time <laughs> on this podcast to get into it, but like the the information that is out there about like how you should feed your baby quote unquote is just oh. I'm I'm I don't even know like the lactation consultant was like don't pump for three weeks and the pediatrician's like you should pump every day and then one person's like give him a bottle so your husband can help and then the other person's like don't give him a bottle for four weeks or it won't go back to your nipple and I'm like what is it why don't we know it's 2021 why isn't there one piece of advice everyone's an expert in, in everything these days oh, Nikki. That's, Lord. That's my philosophy so let's, let me ask the most important question of all that you have yet to tell me what is he a ginger oh no he's not not yet not oh, yet don't do you, you think it'll change yes i think it'll change it'll really? absolutely change i think he's a ginger in hiding he doesn't have a single recessive trait <laughs> 
right? He only looks like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> the Gerber jeans run so strong. He just looks like a little old man, a little old Jewish man. You'll give him a briefcase. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, he looks like great. a little Russian Jew. He just looks like my dad. And we knew it going in. Like when I was pregnant, we were like, this kid's only going to look like Felix. Mm, because of the dominant genes. Wouldn't I I wouldn't give up on it yet, Nikki. Don't give up on it yet. That's what everyone says. Because like their their baby hair falls out, right? And then like they get their actual hair. Yeah. Both of my girls were bright blonde hair at birth. Like blonde. Like Mira. Actually, Mira's hair was red. I have a photo. I'll send it to you. She was a straight on ginger for a while. And then it went brown. Like straight up went brown. Really? Yeah. And I've, my nieces and nephews, you know, it's, the, all their hairs have changed colors. They're all gingers now with the exception of one. But <sighs> so it, it can still turn red. Don't worry. I hope it's not gone. I allowed myself to be bummed about it for like 20 seconds. And then I was like, that thing, he's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still perfect. Hair color means nothing, <laughs> says the bald guy. I know. I know. Matt actually told me because he, when he was crowning the nurse was like oh look you can see the hair and that was the first thing he said he was like nikki it's dark brown and i was like "Fuck!" (laughs) and then and then it was over and then i was like i actually don't care it's fine yeah well like i said it's gonna change at some point i mean it might turn blonde who knows knows? yeah yeah it's true it's true i just have a feeling he's gonna he'll have light eyes because most both matt and i do but um i have a feeling it's Harry's complexion will stay <laughs> on the darker side. Well, I'm super excited for you guys. I'm sure it was Thanks. super fun to not only get to see him tonight, but to see Matt carrying him was very cool for me. It brought back a lot of memories for myself. So I, I love that. it. I'm still at that stage where I'm like, how the heck do people do this again? <laughs> <laughs> think, I think I read this somewhere, but I'm positive that this is true, that the the female mind forgets the pain of childbirth. Yeah. Mine will never forget uh, because I had like a straight up traumatic birth. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, if you decide to have another one, that some, I think something about women's brain that allows you guys to go, you know what? It wasn't so bad. Maybe I'll do that again. No, you're right. You're right. There is definitely some chemical amnesia that goes on. If this were, if dudes had to have children, the we'd be extinct. We would be. I like. I I scratched my knuckle yesterday putting bed linens on my bed. I'm like, well, I'm never making the bed again. <laughs> Screw that. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> Top sheets for life. <laughs> Top sheets for life. Staying like this forever. Forever. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah, well. it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm proud and happy for you guys. It's very exciting. Thank you. So let's talk about our changes. Our new baby. <gasps> I'm so excited. Yeah, so we talked we talked about it on the games episode. I'm not sure everybody heard it, but we've got a name change. It's going to happen within this next week or so, right? Like yeah. real quick. Yeah, updated updating the name, updating the little logo that you'll see. Um, and uh, I think we talked about it, like you said, at games. It was just it was time to like take our show and us and everything into like the future of everything that we do is so incredibly ingrained like in the community and in who we are and in trying to bring, you know, CrossFitters together and sometimes not even about CrossFit. So it just kind of 
felt, it feels like an evolution, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I think that's the point. I mean, you know, we're changing it to kettlebells and cocktails for those that haven't heard. And it's not going to be a show about alcohol. And it's not going to be a show about kettlebells. It's just lifestyle. I mean, our lifestyle is fitness and cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll still talk about all the same stuff. We'll bring on athletes and families yeah, yeah, of yeah. athletes and talk about the games. But we're going to talk about babies and yeah. being. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's, I don't think the, con like nothing will change content wise, but it's a better representation of who we've become as we have like really gotten comfortable with the show and with who our fans are and with, you know, all the things that we want to like say and do. So I'm super excited. And I love the logo and like the colors and the cool designs we've got. We'll have like sick merch in the future. Like it's just, it feels right. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And this time we got ahead of the curve and actually bought the website and trademarked the name. So <laughs> got it all right this time. Perfect. Yeah, we we didn't do that right last time. No, did not do that right last time. Got held hostage over our name. It was not fun. Oh my god! Didn't someone want like seven grand for our website or something? Yeah, we. Oh uh, well, I had already trademarked that. See, here was the problem. For anyone's ever decides to trademark something, here's the steps you should take, which I did not take. So I trademarked make wads great again, make pods great again. I went out and bought the website for make wads great again. So I own that thinking who the hell would ever buy the website make pods great again why would they do that what's right. the point like right. it's not worth to anybody and then we launch our podcast well apparently there's whole groups of people out there that as soon as you trademark something if you haven't bought the website they go buy it because it mm -hmm. only costs 10 bucks to buy a website give or take 10 to 12 bucks and or to buy the url and uh yeah and then they sent us a message said hey we'll sell you this and i think if i remember right the first asking price was like three grand or five grand. It was oh several God. grand, far more than we were going to be willing to pay. And I'm like, well, I'll go burn in hell before I pay that. Yeah, no. And I, I forget what we finally got him down to. I try, I asked the lawyer if we should sue them and he sent him a cease and desist and a couple other things or, you know, talked about it. And I think we ended up buying it for still more than we should have, but yeah, but we ended up like we had, I was like, screw that. We don't need a .com. So we had like make pods great again .us for a while. <laughs> and then when, when uh, they realized that we weren't going to pay the money, yes. I think they sent us an email and they were like, well, would you buy it for like $700? And right. we were like, fine. <laughs> like the way you've assigned some crummy accent to them. We had the... <laughs> We had the trailer park of, of, of dot whatever, so, you know, dot yeah, us. It, it's the most trailer park name of any, no offense to trailer parks, but no. it's just. <laughs> the hate you know, mail, it's starting. I know. I, you know, <laughs> Hey, I'm from Mississippi. I'm like born and raised in one. Um, no, I thought it made sense. Cause it was like, you know, at the time it was like this political joke of a name. Um, so I, I was like dot us. It's perfect. <sighs> Never again. So this no. time we got it right. We got everything right. Yeah. That's why it's been like, we've been like, we're gonna be this name. And it like hasn't happened yet. Because we had to like get our ducks in a row, literally. So so not this episode, obviously, because I opened with Make Pods Great Again. But after that, you guys will see the logo change. We'll get it on the website. You guys will see it. Very cool merch. Yeah. It's going to be fun stuff. And yeah. then uh, on the back half of this episode, we're going to have an interview I did without you. And by the way, Nikki, I hate doing interviews without you. So quit well. having babies. Oh. Quit having babies. Okay. They're not as funny. They're not as good. 
Well, that's sweet of you to say. I think you're doing a great job, but I do, I'm happy to be back and it'll be a while until I have more babies. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny doing interviews without you. Funny to me, because uh, I felt like I've sat here and interviewed you all night tonight. Yeah. And, and it, so I feel like I've gotten really good at asking questions, but the energy isn't the same for me. I don't know how they're going to sound to other people, whether people will like them or not like them. Um, the energy is not the same for me. So it's not as like as a creator, I need that energy. Does mm. that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's why uh, not to like blow you up, but like, that's why I love doing this show with you yeah. because well, it just, it works like the, the energy. Energy levels are different and what what you and I both when we have another interaction because of how I ask things or you take things or whatever, it just works. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It's like a good band. You know, we're like the Beatles. <gasps> what? Yeah, I'm hey. I'm John Paul. You're Ringo. Perfect. Hey. <laughs> Ringo is my favorite. Is he? Okay, yes. good. Um, yeah. our, our first family dog was named Ringo. Yeah, he was the best Beatle. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows Ringo was the best Beatle. Love. And and then I just leave, you know, poor what's his name out in the, who's the fourth Beatle? <laughs> it was, I was John and Paul, you're Ringo and um, Max. No. Mac. No. <laughs> it wasn't Max. <laughs> uh, um, Rick. Rick. You know. Yes. Everyone knows Rick. Rick. So, yes. Course. Rick, the fourth Beatle. Oh my God. So embarrassing. I actually don't know. You don't know who the fourth Beatle is? Harry. Oh, come on, Nikki. Paul. You John, Paul, Ringo, and? Fred. Did you just say Greg? <laughs> Fred. Fred? <laughs> Are oh, you my. looking it up? Of course you not. Who is it? Fourth Beatle. Polly. Oh. Polly, <laughs> you're killing me. George Harrison. George, duh. George. Oh, now Rick. I'm yeah. Fourth Beatle was Rick. Rick. <laughs> we should end this before people stop listening to me. What's even funnier about that is George is probably my favorite of the four Beatles, to be honest. But uh, not that the others weren't spectacular, but uh, I just have a special affinity to the guitar player. Whatever that's yeah. Called. I mean, I love Rick, too. All right. Well, we do have an episode on the back half of this, and it's not going to be the Beatles. Uh, it was Eric and Lori Beth Herman. So I don't know if you saw it, saw it live, but I saw it on the Buttery Row show. This couple, I had to reach out to them. Here's the story. So this couple gets married by Heber of the Buttery Bros at the games, and they oh. did a whole show on it. I'm watching YouTube, and I'm like, did this really happen? Like, And so I've watched, and sure as the world, they're getting married, and Heber's ordained uh-huh god knows uh-huh yeah and, this was uh, a thing at the games this year thousand yeah. percent and and i'm watching the video and i'm recognizing there's like friends of mine in the wedding and i'm like oh, so i'm texting people that were in the way like how'd you get in this wedding and because i'm an egomaniac i look them up to see if they follow me and of course they I do that. yeah uh, so i message them and i'm like hey you gotta come on the show like you ha i have to hear this story personally so that's the next show. So the next, uh, the second half of this is going to be Lori Beth and Eric talking about their wedding story. And it's really sweet. And I, I think it. you'll like it. I love it. I love love. This is perfect. Yeah, it's good stuff. So we'll move on to that. So with this, super fun to see you again, Nikki. Likewise. And uh, we'll uh, ease you back in 
for some uh, top of shows as we get through all the content that we have recorded and then a bunch of new stuff after that. Perfect. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Great seeing you. For everyone listening, we're going to go over to Lori Beth and Eric next. And uh, it's great talking to you. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So keeping in line with our um, our series on interesting voices in the community, I was on YouTube the other night and I saw this interesting show by the Buttery Bros that you guys are all very familiar with and, and Heber was marrying somebody and I couldn't believe it. And because I'm an egomaniac, I'm like, I got to see if these people follow me because they're CrossFitters and they both do. And I'm like, Darn it, I'm going to reach out to them and find out what's going on. So our uh, our guests today are Lori Beth and Eric Herman, who uh, the distinct uh, distinct life of getting married by Buttery Bro. What is up with that? <laughs> uh, best experience that, you know, I could ask for. Yeah. It was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, so we're, so we're going to need the whole story here. So I just want to, I want to start at the beginning. So, uh How'd you guys, how'd you guys meet? Well, let's go to the very beginning. How'd you so guys meet? We, <laughs> we, we met at the gym. Of course. Uh, not the, not, yeah, yeah, of course. So not our CrossFit gym that we go to now. We met at Planet mm-hmm. Fitness. And then we kind of from there, started talking and asked her out. And that was it. Yeah. And then we got married by the Buttery Bros. So. Okay. <laughs> wow. Married at Planet Fitness or met at Planet Fitness. So uh, yeah. Where did you guys like meet over the pizza or the donuts? Like how the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they did that. I forgot. That they did yeah. That. Actually, that's probably why we ended up together because we were the only two people in that gym not eating the free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a pretty big leap from Planet Fitness to CrossFit. How'd you guys find yourself at CrossFit? Uh, COVID um, mm-hmm. with all the gyms closing down. So our gym down the road from us was probably one of the only places in the area that was still open because they were doing classes outside. And okay. we just ran on over and we needed to keep working out, do something. And we both wanted to try it a long time ago. We just never jumped into it and started and, yeah. and a year and a half later. Wow. So you guys are less than three years in. So you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You're like still fanatics. Oh, yeah. and. Oh yeah, that was our first time at the games. So we went. <laughs> we, we yeah. We clearly yeah. went all out. <laughs> I was about to say, so. so you're talking about going all in. Like you guys have been doing CrossFit for just a couple of years now, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, let's get married by Heber." That seems like a great idea. So, uh, <laughs> so how did how did that come to pass? Like, just just a just reach out to Heber and say, "Hey, can you do this?" Or just give me the give me the backstory. Kind of, but yeah, you know, we're huge fans to begin with of uh, the Buttery Bros. We love watching all their shows. We're watching one night and, you know, we, we've been talking about getting married anyways. That's That was our conversation. We've been talking about it, trying to figure out when and where and how we wanted to do it. And Lori just reached out and they liked the idea. Was uh, was Heber already ordained to do this or did he have to get ordained to, to marry you? Well, I guess technically he was ordained um through the church of latter-day saints we Mm -hmm. didn't know that so i sent him all this information to get ordained online like universal life church just basically like you fill out your name on a form and then you can legally marry people (laughs) in the united (laughs) states so he was on board with it and yeah we just basically did everything we could to set it up for them because we knew they were going to be there and so we had him ordained by the time we got to the games and had an actual marriage license provided by the state of Wisconsin. 
Well, I'm, so I'm always interested to hear this from people that meet the bros as someone who knows them. So what, what was your impression of meeting Heber and Mars when they're not on camera versus when they're on camera? Were you shocked? That's, that's funny you asked that because we talked about it too. We're curious, you know, are they going to be the same people, like you said, on camera, off camera? They were exactly the same, in my opinion. I thought so. Yeah, they were because we met up with them. I think it was Monday night when we got to Wisconsin and um, I guess I was a little anxious because I didn't know what it was going to be like. So we met them at a local CrossFit affiliate and big Dane, big Dane. Yeah. yeah. Um, And they came in cameras rolling, like right out of the car. They were just high energy immediately. Yeah. We warmed up for 10 minutes and they're like, Hey, do you want to jump into this double DT with us? And we're like, Okay. <laughs> and so then we worked out and got to hang out with them and get to know them a little bit. So it was super fun. And they're very genuine, oh, I would yeah. say. 100%. Yeah. 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 To who they are on camera. So, yeah, they're great dudes. They're, uh, they are, to say they're high energy is an understatement. Like, I, oh, definitely. It's, uh, and you know, Heber's Mormon. So like, I know he's not on caffeine, so I, you know, I don't know how he keeps up that energy. Like he's just, <laughs> I know he is probably the most impressive, right? Because I'm running on three cups of coffee and he's, that's his natural energy. <laughs> yeah. Especially during like the week, the weekend of the games too, because they're filming, Editing. they're going to the water park, they're throwing a wedding, <laughs> then they're doing a, uh, they're doing a workout after the wedding and then they, uh, showed their film off too. I mean, they're like nonstop. Mm-hmm. I think I've caught them a couple of times where they seem to be like coming off the, coming off the high, you know what I mean? Like they've been, cause they've been going all day long. Yeah. And I like, I, and because I, you know, I'll say to them, I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And you know, they'll take a break from the persona for a second and like actually talk. And it's, it, to me, it just looks, seems exhausting, but man, they're so good at it. So yeah. good at it. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart, I would say. So yeah. did, you, did you guys write the vows or did you let Heber take the lead on it? We let Heber take the lead on it. We wanted to kind of have that classic random buttery bros vibe to it, kind of, you know, shoot from the hip. So, and he did it. He did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that caught me off guard. Yeah. It, it was straight from the heart. What he had to say, it was true. He meant every word of it and it was very impressive. Yeah. It was awesome. I didn't um, like true to them. Like it was really fun and silly and that's what we wanted. Um, going into the experience, we were like, this isn't just something we do day to day. Like it's a life for us, like the community that we've become a part of with our local affiliate. And you kind of find yourself connected to people all around the world, um, even if you've never met them. So we wanted it to be fun and light. And when he came in with that speech, I actually started to tear up and I like remember looking up at him and he has this like giant Viking hat on and I'm like, mustache, and mustache, yeah. I'm like, I did not expect to get teary eyed during this ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. um, so I've been in a few weddings, I've been around a few wet- weddings and, you know, most recently, actually I had a, a nephew that got married and like watching a wedding from end to end, People are nuts about the planning of it. Like how hard was it to plan this? Like it's a remote wedding. You're going to Madison. Somebody else is officiating. There's not much time to practice. Like what was that stress like? And how did you get it done? Well, I don't know. I, I think the hardest part, and especially for Lori, because she was doing most of the communication, 
And it made it easier that way. I didn't want to start jumping in on the Instagram message than have miscommunication on timing and whatnot. I think it was more so getting the confirmation from both of them. Okay, we're on board. We're going to do this. And it was kind of a waiting game because we had X amount of time to order the license, you know, get him ordained. I think that was the hardest part was just waiting for confirmation. Yeah. And when we first reached out, um, it was actually back in March and they right off the bat, they were like, you know, COVID is still a thing. We're not making plans super far out. If we end up there, we would love to do it. And we were like, perfect. So as it got closer, we messaged them again and they confirmed they were going to the games, but it was, we, we know that they're very busy guys. And we're like, how can they squeeze this like a wedding into what they've already got going on? Um, so yeah, there was, I would say we, it was one of the best experiences like as a bride, if you want to say that, like we didn't really plan much. It was just confirming they were going to do it and be there. And then turned out perfect. Then it happened. (laughs) So, well, let's talk about your wedding party then. So Mars was your flower boy. Is that right? (laughs) And uh, who made your cake? Uh, Sammy. Yeah. Yeah, Sammy. Sammy Munas. Did you know that was going to happen? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it was really funny. Um, We were already kind of like riding this high of we were like a week or two out from Mm -hmm. the games and we had talked to Heber and Marsden and they were like, yep, this is happening. We're going to be there. Get your license. So Eric had like just mentioned, oh, you know, we we didn't have a cake or anything. You know, what would be really funny is if we asked Sammy Mm -hmm. to make us a cake. And I was like, well, I've already asked everybody else on Instagram to do stuff for us. So let's ask her. And I sent her a message. It was like a week later. I think she responded. And then we had decided it would be really funny if we didn't tell Heber and Marson about it. And then she showed up that night with the wedding cake. Yeah. We wanted to kind of surprise them too, just from them kind of doing so much for us. You know, and having Sam in there would be good content for them and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it turns out they had talked to Sammy like two days before the wedding and they invited Sammy and Matt because they wanted to surprise us with them. <laughs> she was like, well, funny story. I'm actually already coming <laughs> because I'm making the cake. That is so awesome. Man, you guys go all in. You're like doing CrossFit for like two years. And you get the five-time champ and his <laughs> wife to bake a cake for you. You get Hebrew I know, Mars I know. to do the wedding. I got to be honest, feelings are a little hurt. I wasn't like the ring bearer or something. <laughs> Just a little. I That's- know. What were we thinking? Well, it- well, you did make the meme of us. So I think that was the icing on the cake. Yeah. I was kind of hoping for it. I was kind of hoping yeah. you were going to make one and you did. I was like, yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, you, you're, I don't know if you're this, I think you're the third couple to get married at the games. I think okay. I'm Is almost positive, you know, Dave did the first one with those horrible cornrows <laughs> and, and I've got that image like baked in my brain. So like any, anytime a wedding comes up around CrossFit, it's the first thing I go to. So the meme was easy to make. And I think, I think Jason Carroll got married at the games. Who's a games athlete. I think I might have oh, that really? wrong. Oh, okay. I think so. I might have to look that up. Nobody quote me on that. Jason will hear this and yell at me if it wasn't him. <laughs> like correction. Well, it was very funny because while we were there, um, 
So we didn't actually tell any of our family members about it. We decided we wanted to elope. Um, but our affiliate owners were there because one of our master's athletes was competing mm -hmm. in the 60 to 64 year old division. And uh, so we asked our affiliate owners to witness for the wedding for us. So they thought it was awesome. Um, they got to experience it. And then our master's athlete and his wife, we told them the night before and they were like, what? Like, this is insane. And they had no idea who the buttery bros were. Right. So they were they they loved it they said they, it was yeah. like the best wedding they've ever been to now they're all on board gung-ho about the buttery bros I, every day we come in the gym it's a different saying or a different episode mm -hmm. he went out bought the blenders the next day and i think he <laughs> pre-ordered those jean shorts <laughs> right <laughs> but it was fun for them to like kind of be included and you know a big meaning to them to like because they're a huge part of the CrossFit community. Um, so seeing pictures posted with like Matt Frazier and Sammy, it was kind of like bringing it full circle for them after getting there to watch one of their own members compete right. in the games. Yeah. And I think it was, oh yeah, it was when you made that meme. So we're like home a week and him and I were at the gym late one night um, and our phones go off at the same time we get this notification that you tagged us in a post so we screenshotted it and sent it to our little group chat we have at the gym. And we right. were like, we finally made it. <laughs> the Matt and Sammy and the Buttery Bros were super cool, but make one screen again and post it about us. I, I can't tell you how many times people tell me that my memes make it into group chats. And I, that makes me so happy just to know that people are roasting each other all over the planet. Just make oh, it so good. Oh, yeah. It's, it, there's a meme flying around almost daily from your page. Yeah, um, always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I, the, I, it never occurred to me that was happening. Like, you know, I make this stuff and I know people like connect to it and, and they, you know, send it to each other, but it never like occurred to me there were group chats until uh, Scott Pancheck and I were talking one day. It was right after he joined Team Mayhem. So it was a couple of years ago. And uh, he just offhanded mentioned, he's like, dude, your memes are flying around in our group chat all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, like just the thought of some, somebody sending Froning one of my memes to make fun of him just made my life like this. It's like the, the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me. Uh, well, I think that's why it's so, so common. Um, and you probably started them thinking like, this is funny. It's relatable. Right. And that's exactly what it is. Like every time you post a meme, we laugh so hard about it because it is so relatable. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, what's Anytime there's chalk involved, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, well, all that's real life experiences for me. So I know if, you know, if I'm making a chalk meme, everybody's got that same problem. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he did that today, actually, because we were um, doing one of the games, wads, like, uh, scaled, obviously, but we were <laughs> scale for life, but we were doing the running and the cleans, and I turn around, and he's putting chalk, chalk all over all his chest. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I think that's the one thing I've learned over the years. And it's why I thought this whole experience of you guys getting married was so cool is that the, the community is really small. Like, it, mm -hmm. you know, people think it's big, but it's really not like super easy to get in contact with people. So like when I realized you'd reached out to Heber and Mars to do this, I'm like, makes sense. Like totally makes sense to me. It sounds like something Heber would do. You know, and they just would answer a random DM to get married, you know, and that's, that's the thing I love about the CrossFit community. You know, 
you guys have been at it for a couple of years now. Like what is, what is your overall experience? I know this, the wedding was great, but what's your overall experience within CrossFit been for the couple of years? Uh, great. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I think it's, I think the cool thing about it is it, it feels both very big and very small at the same time. Like we're part of our local affiliate. Um, so we have, you know, the groups of people that go to the same class times that you get to know really well. And then there are kids that come in and then your affiliate owners and then you move into different parts of the year, like going into the open. So now we're all excited and we're supporting each other getting through these workouts, but you're looking at something like a leaderboard and all of these people all over the world that are doing the same thing as you. And it just makes it feel so I don't know, like it's rewarding, yeah. challenging, supportive. It's just makes you feel good. Yeah. And you realize it's bigger than just your gym. Yeah. It's crazy. And that, and for me, it's been crazy how easy it is to connect with people around this like story of shared suffering. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you guys talk, I laughed a little in my mind when you said, you know, Heber asked you guys to do double DT because I hate that workout. I hate it <laughs> so much. You know, and, but I know if people were to say, you want to do double DT, I'd go, okay, well, you know, let's go. Right. Yeah. That's what we do. When you're a CrossFitter, you just do dumb things all the time, you know, even yeah. if you want to. You know? Yeah. Actually, one of our uh, sayings that we say to each other when we leave the gym a lot is make good choices yep. uh, when someone's walking out the door because we laugh that sometimes as CrossFitters, we struggle with that, whether we are coming in on a rest day or <laughs> something we shouldn't be doing or, um, using the wrong weight <laughs> for a workout. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that phrase, make good choices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've been preaching this story of scaling forever and uh, I've actually got a second show. I just started around it because I don't make good choices. All right. It's been a long time in my life, not making good choices. And I wish, you know, kind of early in my CrossFit career, which you guys are early in yours, that someone had helped me make good choices because I did a lot of stupid things, a lot of yeah. stupid things. Yeah, I would say actually um, one of our coaches that we work really closely with, we work out, like we do like longer training sessions with her on the weekend. She's been in the game a very long time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she has kind of preached that to us a few times. Man, the stuff. I spent like the first three years of my CrossFit career doing and that nobody told me like, Hey, maybe you should maybe take it back a notch. And I think that's why we've been so successful. Yeah. Both of our coaches. I mean, all the coaches there, they, they kind of set it up for like, Hey, just because you're not moving the same weight as me on this clean doesn't mean it's not the same stimulus for you. And that's where you need to be. And it's going to get you further. So it's nice to have someone kind of, progressing you in the safest way possible. Yeah. Man, it sounds like you have great coaches then. See, I, I had great coaches, but they were also great at destroying my body and, and letting me do stupid things. And at some point I had to go to my coaches and go, I can't do this anymore. Like if you let me RX a workout, I'm going to quit. Like you have to force, <laughs> you have to force me to scale. Otherwise I'm going to make bad choices. And uh, yeah, see, make good choices. <laughs> Well, and once I started doing that, I felt a lot better about myself and quit getting injured all the time. You know, uh, it's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they, our gym is just amazing, but man, they will push you. Like, just like yesterday, we did 
a games variation. We don't have yokes, so we couldn't do a yoke carry. So instead, we had to do GHG sit-ups, sandbag cleans, and then the buyout was accumulating 50 burpee box jump overs. And it was awesome and awful. (laughs) (laughs) It it sounds mostly awful and not very awesome, (laughs) but I, you know, I could be wrong about that. Um, Yeah, but I want to try it. So make sure you send it to me. I mean, you know, I will. I still want to do it. Yeah, I still want to do it. It just sounds awful in every way. I think that's what we love about the sport, though. You know, everything to me, there's the ones that sound easy that are not, those are the awful ones. Like I look at it, yeah, I can do that. And then when you're done, you're just like, why did I do that again? That was absolutely horrific. It's just like the wall walks. I mean, even from this open, wall walks and double unders two simple movements and yep. you were like dead at the end. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. A lot was, this of... your, was this your first open? Yeah. My first mm-hmm. open. Yeah. How, how was it for you? It, did you get everything out of it you wanted or did it blow your mind? Yeah. I, no, for the most part I did. Um, because of work, I don't always have a consistent schedule. So I wasn't able to do each workout twice, but Overall, I was pleasantly surprised with my results and I don't think disappointed with anything. So, which is great. Lori Beth, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I will. So out of the two of us, I'm the very competitive one. Um, so I go in with the mindset of always wanting to win and beat everybody. But I quickly learned how to check my ego when I started CrossFit. Um, so... I felt good with the performance I gave. However, it has driven me to want to do even better this year. So how competitive are you with each other? That's the question. I would say there's a slight, there's a slight competitiveness there. I like to try to stay ahead, but not let her know I'm trying to stay ahead. Yeah. And then if I see him creeping up, then I go yeah. faster. Yeah, yeah, so. and, then, and then if I see that, then I start trying. You know? <laughs> well, Erica, I'll tell you my my viewpoint on this is I always use whatever weight the women are using and then gloat when I win. So I think <laughs> I think you should do that. I think you know. And look, I'm not look. It's it's a little sexist to say men are stronger than women, but like physiology wise, we're bigger, right? So I am ecstatic using female rx i love it <laughs> oh yeah especially after one of the games <laughs> like right i would say seeing if, the women and their weights and even the teens yeah you just leave feeling slightly bad about yourself <laughs> well look i mean you know you're new you, you guys are newer to the sport it would have been you know just as as short a time ago as maybe five years ago i would have said i made jokes just even two and a half to three years ago oh i i'm be a really strong woman. Like I, mm-hmm. I can compete with female games athletes because I could, I would see like the average weights they're doing in their times and I could keep up with that. Right. It, that has, those days are long gone. Long, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Olivia, 17 year girl snatched 202 pounds at the games. It's, it's ridiculous. It, yeah. Even it's, the, uh, even the adaptive athletes, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, as a matter of yeah. fact, I have the, uh, one of the winners is going to be on tomorrow. And uh, Logan, who finished third in the men's division, is a good friend. And I think he just clean and jerked uh, two and a quarter, maybe 225 pounds with, you know, he has one arm. And uh, like I, 
I can clean and jerk 225 on a good day. And then when I do it, I act like I cure cancer, you know, like yeah, as you should. Yeah. <laughs> like I've just done the greatest feat of strength ever. And he's out here doing it with one arm, you know, so I know. Yeah. Certainly relative to, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. We watched um, most of the adaptive and then a lot of the age groups. And I think it was actually, I, in my opinion, I feel like they did really good coverage of all that this year. Um, we were lucky. We were lucky enough to be there to see it in person. Um, but all of you know our friends and members back home that weren't there, it was fun for them to be able to see all of these athletes across the board. Because of course we love the elite athletes, the individuals. Right. They're superhuman, but there's something about being able to see like that 60 year old guy out there just crushing a workout that you would probably get time capped in back uh, home. There's no probably. I would get time capped. Right? Uh, yeah. Comparatively. So how do you top this? So you get married at the games. Like I'm beginning to think the only way you guys could top this to go back to the games and be like, maybe to have Justin Medeiros deliver a baby for you or something like that. <laughs> uh, well, would it be his baby? <laughs> because <laughs> I'll let you guys fight about that. I, I'm not going to get in the middle a, of that mess. Uh, <laughs> right. No, it's funny though. Cause we, we even talked about that. Like you said, how do you even top it? I mean, we're still coming down just from the high of that weekend. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll just sit there and just start smirking and laughing about how incredible it was. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was, well, the funny thing is, um, so the actual wedding date was July 30th. And depending on how the game schedule works out, our anniversary might fall during the games every year. Um, so we might just have to keep going. I think we're going to have to have an anniversary party and I expect an invite this time. But oh, for sure. Well, for sure. So every year we'll just have to make the party bigger. Make it bigger. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was truly like an experience that we will both just hold very closely to our hearts forever. Um, even like all the, like we talked about the planning, like there wasn't tons of planning that went into it. So it, at moments felt like it was kind of just thrown together and we were like, is this going to work out? Um, but Heber and Marsden were just so down to kind of go with the flow and make it work. And then the people that helped them like Julian and um, Aaron, yep, that, Aaron too. Yeah, she's awesome. um, she kind of worked with them and she ran out that day and got all the fun decorations, the confetti. Um, she got us a guest book, which we would have never thought about because we oh, were just kind of like doing this on the fly. So for, we forever have this guest book with all the signatures of all these random people yeah. from the RV park. Mama Madero's, Papa Madero's, yeah, Justin, Justin, Grandma. I think Grandma was there, his sisters. It was uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Madero's family are amazing. They are so nice. Oh, super nice. Yeah. The, um, uh, I remember walking by the RV and I was like, what is that? It was a wind chime. It was a mullet. Uh, mullet wind chime. <laughs> so like as it turned, it's like a 3D mullet. It was amazing. <laughs> That's how, how did you guys get, uh, I meant to ask, the wedding party itself, like all the people that were there for the wedding. I When I was watching it on, on YouTube, I'm like looking at the crowd and I'm like, I knew some of the people, like you had a couple of teenage games athletes were in the crowd. I'm like, that's Delia. And I'm texting Delia's mom going, what's she doing in this wedding party? Like, what's going on? You know? Like how, how were these people just random strangers that just showed up or how'd you get them all together? I think a plethora of random strangers, uh, obviously a handful from our gym was there 
and uh, talking leap fitness morning chalk up was there. I think they were camping there to begin with, but then people just started coming in slowly yeah. showing up. Well, and true to uh, Heber's fashion, he put out a message that day asking for someone to make mini pancakes yep. for Marsden to throw when he walked down the aisle. So he had kind of put it out that out there that there was a wedding happening at like eight o'clock after the events. And we'll just started like filtering in. <laughs> It was insane. It was, like, it was per- perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I, I think the story is beautiful from end to end. I'm glad you guys did it. I'm glad you had a blast. And and I think it really it does really speak to our community, like how how kind and honest everyone is. And, you know, Heber and Mars are a great example of that. Of These guys are kind of larger than life. They've got a huge platform. And yet, you know, you guys asked for this request. And I'm like, let's go. You know, it's just so yeah. definitively CrossFit to me. It really is. And that's, again, it all goes back to that community. It's, you know, your neighbor asks you for something, you do it for them, your CrossFit community, someone asks you for something, then you do it. it. Yep. So cool. Within reason, I guess. (laughs) Same with Sammy. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah, Don't even ask questions. Just say yes. (laughs) Hide the body. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Well, we are on the stronger side, so. (laughs) No problem. Yeah, who else would you ask to a body besides a CrossFitter? <laughs> yeah, you always get a CrossFitter for that. Well, Eric, Lori, Beth, thank you so much for joining us. It's been super fun to catch up and hear your story. And and I think you do need the anniversary party next oh, year. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll plan something. Yeah, one, one year is a baby. So she and I will wander over with a stroller and her husband and uh, come check out the party and it'll be fun. Awesome. Perfect. Everyone's invited. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us this afternoon and we will chat with you guys soon.